Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Something tells me we got just a few things today. Oh, yeah, that's right. LeBron James, 37,000 points, right? Isn't that something we're supposed to be talking about? Left side, picked up by Hayes, looking for a pick. Won't get it. Instead, the bounce feed to THT. Up top, Monk. Monk drives right back in, deflected by Hayes. Long range to Jack James, deep three. Splash from about 30 feet. You knew he was going to take that one. That's right. Uh, too bad uh, the Pelicans down by 23 were unable to come back and win that game. And, you know, wait wait a minute. What happened last night? Reeves drives, hook pass off the top of the glass taken by McCollum. Okay, you got the advantage here. You don't need to rush. Pull up three. Nope. Dunked in, Trey. That's why they're Trey the end. Mm, let's see. What else did he Get do? Get it out long to Ingram. You still got 10 on the shot clock. Brandon, left-hand dribble around Valanchunas. Two-man game. Jump feet out to Trey. Left. BN! Trey! BN! Trey! Six-point game. 81-75. Mm-hmm. And it kept going and going. And then... Murphy, feed the hot hand. Drives in. Layup! And, and one. And one. Have some. Have yourself a day, Trey Murphy the third. And then, of course, that guy, uh, if you might remember from a trade a couple of weeks back, C.J. McCollum decided to say, uh, or show why, why that trade was so important. C.J., we're tied at 98, 7.15 to go. C.J. runs in. He had no angle to bank that. Four. He had no right to bank that in. He was on a dead sprint, headed out of bounds, threw it up with a right hand, and it gets and the bucket and a timeout for the Lakers. Indeed. Uh we're going to get into all of that and more as we got a ton to go into today's show. Not a ton of guests, especially now we're number 1. I just want you guys, Pels fans, to call in and um how about it? How did it feel? A 2 and 1 home stand here to help me out. You know, you know when the Lakers play, stars tend to arrive out in LA, you know, you see all the different things. They were busy though last night with the whole Oscars. And then um of course, you also have uh you know, the game here in New Orleans though. So, obviously, the only star I can think of that is capable of being able to Make it such an event is none other than Brian, who usually is a mile high out west, but is actually here in the East Bank. What's I'm, up, buddy? I'm, I'm back, man. Happy 328. <laughs> Happy 328 indeed, man. How are you today? I'm good. I'm the only star you need, Goose. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, I think one of the things that I enjoy, um, not only having you here as well, but to, to look at a game and really a day like today to sort of enjoy 328, sir. Of course, man. I mean, you know, everybody can't, you know, celebrate a collapse. New Orleans can, and we have two reasons to. One, because of the Falcons, Mm -hmm. and two, because, of course, of your Los Angeles Lakers. A problem I don't have to worry about. It kind of is a happy Monday today, isn't it? It's a very nice Monday because not only do we get to recognize and remember the greatest collapse in Super Bowl history, but right right around that time we get to enjoy a 23-point collapse by the LA Lakers, at least that's how they're calling it. Bottom line, however you look at it, whether it's collapse, whether it's a win, Brian, let's be honest, LeBron comes out, he just starts draining everything, and you kind of get that sense and feeling because I, I was disappointed Saturday. I was disappointed in the play of the Pelicans. I was disappointed Brandon Ingram didn't play. It, it, you know, obviously with the back-to-back was maybe a decision, which one did, did you want to go with or how did he feel? Um, I just I, I just felt like they didn't match the Spurs there until late. And and then here come the Lakers. They're, they're up twenty three, and you're like, man, this homestand that you wanted to be such a positive thing turn out to maybe not go the way you wanted it to. And then slowly but surely, they start making a comeback, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I you know, of course, I was at the Spurs game, and I, I, yeah, the officiating, I think, at some point, kind of took them that. out, took them out of what they what they believe was their rhythm, and I think they kind of let the Spurs kind of punch them back. 
and the Pels weren't really right. ready to handle that. This time, the Lakers come out, punched them right in the mouth, and they kind of looked dazed for a bit. But once the Pels got that third quarter going, it was lights out from that point on. And that's something we haven't seen from the Pelicans in years past. Usually it's the third quarter that does them in. This time, and, you know, pretty much I think the Bulls game as well, it was two games in a row in which they kind of, you know, exploded in that third quarter. They took off and they didn't look back. It was unbelievable, really, when you look at it. We'll talk about the officiating and things of that nature, Um how it sort of goes. The graph, I thought... May have called his last game against Spurs. That was listen. He, he was this close. I'm telling you, it was this close. When um, I, I forgot who it was. It was one of the Spurs players. Just I mean, blatantly took like 15 steps. Yeah. And Todd goes, just just take as many steps as you want. Who cares? Whatever. Oh, you think it's something seeing no, Graf, you know, or hearing Graf on it's the radio? I was in the arena, yeah. and Graf is like maybe you know four rows behind me yeah. to see him implode <laughs> up in the booth. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It really honestly yeah. is. And then um. And then you get to, to yesterday where you're sitting there. And again, I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that says officiating changes things or uh, the league is out to get you or whatever. But literally, when, when you call a technical foul on Trey Murphy's dunk yesterday, because as the referee said to Antonio Daniels and said to Willie Green, he looked at him. He got called for a technical for looking at him. You literally have a man on the other side of the court in LeBron that does all of yes. that every time he looks. In he fact, LeBron did it early in the game when he had that huge block, I believe, on Herb Jones. And he he's kind of just bark him. And I'm like, you didn't call it earlier. So a technical foul now is because I looked at you? Look, I've been one saying this probably wow. for as long as I could on your program, man, yeah. that I think the ref should be forced to do a post-game press conference. You should be forced to explain what you saw there and why you did it. it, it he looked it, at you. Look, here's yeah. the thing. <clears throat> And we'll talk about it a lot here in this segment. We'll kind of set up the show here, but we're going to hear from the locker room. We're going to hear from LeBron here as well. LeBron himself said it, that that was a playoff game. He knew coming into that it was going to be a playoff atmosphere, that that was a playoff game. Um, he got injured in the second quarter. You, you will hear, of course, in the way the national media is covering it. Is the, oh, he died. He died in the second quarter the and came back. severe sprained yeah. ankle in the history of uh, the NBA. That said... Um, it was Russell Westbrook after the team's loss back on Wednesday where LeBron sat out. He said New Orleans was a must-win game. So that's kind of where we are in that situation. But for the Pelicans to go 2-1 and one on a road trip that's now about to be four games against Portland on Wednesday. So you got a couple days to rest here. Then the, uh, the Lakers are on Friday. I, this morning on Get Up, they're already talking about it. That, that could be the nail in the coffin for, for the Lakers play. I, I'm not ready to go that far, but that that's a massive game, obviously, to do that. But we can't forget the Clippers right after that, Brian, because the Clippers, as we remember, it, Clippers and Minnesota right now, the two teams that will have to play in another play-in game. Correct. Okay. Now, neither is eliminated. The winner is the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. The loser will then have to play the winner of right now would be Pels, Lakers, Lakers and Pels. Mm-hmm. So whoever wins this play-in game, if you're the Pelicans in 10 or at 9, you still have to play another one. Correct. So, you know, that Clippers game's kind of important there as well. I don't know if you can reel them in, but it, it would be nice to kind of just, you know, get that win there as well. Then you got the Kings. And that's it, folks. The next two of three is here at the Smoothie King Center. Portland again at Memphis in the finale. Golden State, which I got to imagine everybody at that point is going to be resting. Yeah, yeah. I think Golden State's going to kind of take that one off. They're the three seed right now, and I believe Utah is right on their heels, if I'm not mistaken. So they kind of have to worry about that. But I think they'll rest everybody. Draymond is just coming back. Steph is dealing with an injury himself. So I think they'll rest everyone. If there's a gimme game out of those games that are left, I believe it's Portland and Golden State because of what you said. But that Lakers game and Clippers, you know, that Lakers game is going to be critical, and I don't think it's the nail in the Lakers coffin. I just hope the Pels win because it increases their chances to keeping that tenth pick. I'm sorry, that that top that top ten pick. Right. If they lose to the Pels yet again. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, that is one thing that you're looking at here as well because the draft pick obviously is important, but the the Lakers have to not be in the playoffs for that to take place. So that's an aspect we're going to be talking about obviously throughout the, the show today. We got Will Guillory going to join us at 105 from The Athletic. Will Guillory at 105, 115, Rafael Esparza, and then 215, Marlon Favorite. Rest of the way, I want to hear from you guys out here. Questions of the day, you name it. We'll try to uh, chime in with Jordan here as well. Also, though, Brian, at 1245, Jameis Winston will meet 
with local media and media around. He signed that contract last week. This is a perfect day that you're in town because I kind of want to go back and forth. I touched on it a little bit on Friday. And I got that sense and feel that for some reason this past week, people, Saints fans, and even some media members, a little, little beside themselves that the Saints haven't been as active in free agency as they would like, in particular receiver. Now, we learned over the weekend a report, one of the receivers of Saints fans wants Jarvis Landry. Ugh. Did you, uh, did you happen to see that report? What I did. Are you asking for? I did. You know, and I just want to say that Jarvis, I'm not mad at you for asking. <laughs> I've been asking for Rihanna, <laughs> Sanai Lathan, <laughs> Nia Long. Yeah. You know, I, I have dreams too. Uh huh, sure. Yeah, but t- getting 20 million from the Saints ain't one of them. <laughs> the Browns released him because they didn't feel that his 16 million dollar cap hit was warranted. My man wants 20. Again, and I, and I understand there's Saint fan out there going, but we're 26.4 under the salary cap. And I kept saying, I hear you just because you got a little change in your pocket. You got to be smart about it. And Brian, the reason why I told everybody it's understandable was what I said in the, uh, it was a poll question of the day. You know, sky has fallen. Are you concerned? Things of that nature. I said it's understandable from this aspect of it. The two areas that you probably do need to address. I get it. Teron Armstead, he didn't yeah. choose until Wednesday. Correct. Okay, so do we just want to go pay some guy at left tackle? Or do you draft in a draft where I think there are some pretty good offensive linemen, it's a very deep offensive lineman, and it's also a very deep and good receiving draft. Indeed. So at 18, Brian, I think you can go get a good receiver. You might even be able to move up and go get an offensive lineman or get your offensive lineman, vice versa, in your first and second round, and address those situations. You know, And I understand the, hey, well, the draft doesn't pan out. Well, so done free agency signings there as well. Yeah, you know, Kobe Fleener comes to mind, you know, immediately. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is one that, you know, he was decent, but never what we thought he would be. Of course, there's a guy like Cam Meredith who came from the Chicago Bears and blew out his knees before he could even really take snaps for the Saints. So free agency hasn't been too kind to the New Orleans Saints as far as the moves they've made. I understand the angst. Yes, we know, we know receiver is a position of need. And yes, there are still a bunch of guys left in the Saints to kind of sitting, you know, with the, you know, basically holding their hands under their lap. So I understand the angst for it, but sure. I, I do think the reason why it, it, it should be priority number one, two, and three is that I think you should double down. You go to the draft and you do free agency for a receiver, and the Saints have done neither just yet. It it it, it makes me understand why people want to see the Saints, you know, get a receiver, especially you know knowing that's a, that's a top need. Jarvis Landry just isn't the guy. You know, he that he priced himself out, and that's his own fault. But there's a reason why he's still a free agent because he wants twenty mil, and nobody's giving him that. The Saints still have time. Maybe, you know, a week or two from now, Jarvis is saying, you know what, maybe that 20 mil I don't need right now. Maybe we'll do an incentive deal and I can get up to 20 mil. But he's not getting that from no team right now. Not even teams that are wide receiver needy like the Saints. And again, and I think that's the thing that you that you that you look at. I mean, I understand there's some names out there, some people that sort of won. And look, uh, on Friday, people were still reacting from Thursday's game, right? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Thursday's signing of um, the receiver that went with Kansas City. Signing for thirty million dollars. Yeah, that was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's from Miami. But I'm saying, um, oh my God, he went with Green Bay. I can't think of his. Uh, his oh, 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 Devontae Adams. I think went from Green Bay to. Uh, uh, oh, Scantling. Um, yes, yes, Scantling or whatever yes, his name yes. is. Yeah, the, so, the Green Bay receiver. And and I think that's the thing is that when I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, for starters, he had less catches than Traquan Smith. <laughs> Yeah, you're not and giving you that guy play. thirty million. No. Well, yeah. okay. If I if I if I'd have started the show and said congratulations to Traquan Smith getting thirty million dollars on a new deal, what would you have done? I would have lost it. <laughs> I would have lost it on the Saints and you. <laughs> exactly. You don't. You do not congratulate Traquan Smith getting that kind of money. You question who the hell is in charge of the Saints if that happens. <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing. Uh, anyway, they're out all having their owners meetings. You saw the photo today of all the uh, all the head coaches um, out there. They're considering some rule changes. Do you think they, there needs to be a rule change to overtime? I, I, I under, I, my thing is every time this happens, what you're basically telling me is the team that won, you didn't wish you didn't want the one. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. They need to, like, you know, it happened with the Saints or, or whatever like that, you know, a couple Vikings. of times, of yep. course. So for me, I'm like, look, if you don't want the other team, you know, to beat you, either get the ball first, which is a coin toss. Okay. Mm-hmm. But stop them. You do have a chance to do that. I don't yeah. think people remember, you know, the defense goes out there and if you have a good defense, you, you know, more times than not, you get it. Bengals and KC. I mean, the Bengals 
got an interception and 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 ended it, it, the game. It's, it's that mean, simple. Well, my thing is this: it's not easy to score a touchdown and win the game. I mean, it's it's really not. It's not. <laughs> Some teams make it look easy. Some games could be like that, but I think we get caught in the moment of um. Oh my gosh! Because the the bills and because whatever didn't happen and whatever. You know, whatever. It, it, it's all about you know exactly what you said. It's about who they you know who they believe should have won that game and that team didn't win. So now let's do a rule change. That's exactly right. Everybody has to get the ball. No, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, do you two teams take the field. One of them, you know, it, you know, in overtime, and one of them stops the other one, or you get scored on. It's not really that hard of a concept. Score. Yeah. Whoever scores first wins. No doubt. Hey, uh, college basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Brian, did you have the four teams that are coming to New Orleans this weekend coming to New Orleans? Of course, because I filled my bracket out yesterday. I don't lose. Hard to believe for the first time ever, North Carolina and UNC are facing off in the tournament. That's crazy when you think of it. First time ever that series, that history, all that, and that's going to be one of the two games, Villanova-Kansas, bunch of blue bloods. I mean, that's I don't yeah. know what to tell you. If you're a college basketball fan, if oh, this is it for you. This is it right yeah. here. Um, and you know what? If you're a new customer to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet just five bucks on any of those four teams to win. If they do, you get $200 in free bets. That's simple. Try the same game parlays as well. That is where you combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And it's safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw that cash, whatever you want. Use the promo code LaRose for me as well. Then you can bet $5 on any college team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. So if they win, you win. Use the code LaRose. Gus Cadengel, Brian Bianami. Hanging out with you on this Monday. Give us a buzz, 800-998-1003. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. She could tell right away that I was bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Bad to the bone. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Attention past and present industrial plant workers in Louisiana. If you worked in a petrochemical plant, a refinery, or other industrial plant, your children may be entitled to compensation. Birth defects have been linked to toxic chemicals and solvents used in the petrochemical and other industrial plants located between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So if you were working in an industrial plant where toxic chemicals and solvents were present and your child was born with a brain or spinal cord disorder, skeletal, organ, or limb deformities, a heart condition, cerebral palsy, genetic damage, or other problems, they could be entitled to compensation. Call the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman at 1-833-99-TOXIC. If you are a current or former petrochemical or other plant worker and your child is suffering from birth defects, call 1-833-998-6942 today. Contact the law firm of Philip C. Hoffman to evaluate whether your child is entitled to compensation. Call 1-833-99-TOXIC now. Responsible attorney Philip C. Hoffman, New Orleans, Louisiana. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road, Homa. If your garage door is damaged or destroyed during Hurricane Ida, then you need to call American Garage Door Supplies in Homa today. If you need a dependable repair or professional installation, American Garage Door Supplies in Homa will deliver a level of incredible service for your residence or business. Call 985-633-1623 today or stop by 7424 West Park in Homa and check out the many colors of residential and commercial roll-up doors. Plus, at American Garage Door Supplies of Homa, you'll get your door in just a few weeks, not months. Like us on Facebook, American Garage Doors. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN1003.com. Monk got stripped That's by her. Herb. Two on one. Herb to the rack. Reverse. Got it. He was waiting for LeBron to block the shot and then went to the right hand. Herbert K. Jones kicking it into another gear. Unbelievable performance, I thought, by the Pels coming up and starting, of course, with Trey Murphy. 16 points in the third quarter versus 21, Brian. And then Herb Jones, here you go, here's LeBron. 
<laughs> go guard him. He was cooking early in that first half, no doubt about it. He wound up getting six steals, though, in the game. I don't think you can really bring up the impact, dude, that Herb Jones has had on this team, uh, to say the least. Your thoughts on that? We'll go to the phone lines. A rookie clamp your goat. That's all I'm saying. He's not my goat. You know, he's there. A rookie clamped him. And it's not uh, the first time. Well, it was the ankle. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's, that's right. You know, world's, world's worst, you know, ankle sprain in the history of ankle sprain. I don't know how he made it. I mean, you know, I thought he had to have, you know, the foot amputated. They well, put it back on, and then all of a sudden he went back out there. <laughs> Stanley, thank you for giving us a call here on the Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003. What you got, bud? What's up, Gus? How you doing, man? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Man, I thought about you last night. I was watching that Pels game, and I said, <laughs> man, I know Gus just hates LeBron with everything in him. So when they was the, the Pels was losing you know, oh, yeah. in the beginning, I said, man, he ain't going to like this. He's probably oh. catching a hard time right now. <laughs> and then when they, you know, he sprained his ankle, and he almost had to be carted out by everybody in the stadium and all that stuff because it was so bad. And I was like, okay, Gus probably feels a little bit better. And then when they won, I said, well, He's, he's happy right now. He should be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it is it is interesting. You know, I was watching. We haven't talked about it just yet as well, but USA taking on uh, Panama yesterday, right, and, and getting that five-win, five-to-one win, and essentially right there getting into the World Cup, but still got another game to play. But, you know, Brian, you, you've seen several times the Magic Aerosol can. Oh, where, yeah, of course, in soccer, where it's yes, just sprayed on absolutely. automatically, you're fine. No, well, you yeah. literally will go down like you got snipered from 15 yards away. There goes your leg and ankle. Here comes the magic. <laughs> and then you're not only right yeah. back playing, but sometimes those guys come right back and score a goal. Oh, superhuman powers. <laughs> so, I mean, now I don't know. If they, no, no, but look, here's the thing. It was, I mean, that wasn't a fake thing. He stepped. Uh, on a foot, man. Um, if you've ever played hoops or just run right, right, you step on a foot. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. So. And I think, uh, y'all was talking about the Saints. You can go receiver off the yeah. tackle first yeah. or second. I think, I think you can, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they went off offensive tackle in the first round because, you know, the Saints have done that before. Mm-hmm. Well, what, just last year with, um, these are Ruiz or the year before, whatever it was. And you know, it's another thing. I'm I'm more interested in those two third round picks and that fourth round pick because it seems like in the last few years, since uh, well, see, Michael Thomas was a second round pick, right. but it seems like in the last few years they seem to hit on those more than like the first round picks. So those two thirds and that fourth, one of those guys should be a starter, whether on offense or defense. But right. the way it's been going, you know. I'll say this, Stanley, right. and Brian, you can vouch for this. I mean, the meat and potatoes of the team. We've talked about this during the season. The meat and potatoes uh, of the New Orleans Saints are Friday-Saturday picks. Correct. I mean, they, they've done a tremendous yeah. job of that, which is one of the reasons, Stanley and Brian, on Friday I was like, everybody just breathe a bit because you can't have it both ways. You can't say, hey, these guys can draft well. They do a good job in the draft and finding those players and say, go out there and just, you know, spend ludicrously uh, on on – Free agents. They have tried. They, they tried for that receiver. They just either wanted more or that third year was guaranteed. I, I like that. Here's your target. Here's your price. And if it doesn't meet your budget, then that's fine with it. I, I look at it like that. They have tried for a couple of free agents. Other teams have thrown more time, money. I don't mean I don't mean to cut you off, guys, but I think yeah. the last time the Saints really went out in free agency and spent a ton of money, like Six bucks with Darius Bird, and that was like that didn't that was did not work at all. Yeah, that was a disaster. But that's all. I just wanted to talk to yep. y'all about that. Y'all have a good day, man. Thank you, salute, fam. Appreciate it. Um, when you look at it here, and again, this is just several different mock drafts that are already out there. Um, Saints Wire put one out there a little bit ago. And they have in the first round, Jamison Williams, he's coming off of that ACL. Your quarterback's coming off of an ACL tear as well. Your starting linebacker last year, Quan Alexander, had an Achilles. So injuries today, I don't know if they keep you from going and get different players and doing those things. I think he may actually be there um, around 18 if the Saints sort of went that direction there. But do you think they should go and look for a top tackle? Look, Evan Neal in Alabama, you're not getting up there, right? No. Um Charles Cross seems to be one that I hear a lot from Mississippi State where he may be 10 and above. Does that make sense? Yeah. Something like that where you can yeah, you move have to get up the top to, 10 in order right, to, get to go do end. that. So um, those are your top three with um, the NC State guard, Akeem Ekwanu, 
uh, being the the second top-rated offensive tackle that you would go into the draft. So do you go get your tackle with the first round, or do you wait and see the best player available that is a tackle or receiver? Well, I think we all know, you know, the answer to this question. You know, I think the New Orleans Saints have proven what they'll do in that situation every single time. If there's a good, you know, if there's a, a good offensive lineman or a good skill player, the Saints usually, you know, work in the trenches. They'll draft the offensive lineman to hell with what we think. So I think, you know, it's more likely than not. And I believe Nick Underhill was one of the guys that kind of put out this profile thing that, you know, Saints use the RAS scores yep. and stuff like that. And, you know, he kind of laid it out like, look, wide receiver is not in that bubble. The Saints usually draft guys that are, you know, nine and above. Well, the only guy that's, you know, nine and above just so happens to be either quarterback, defensive line, or offensive line. Well, we know this, you know, we know if the Saints stay true to form, they're probably going to pick one of those positions because they go best player available no matter what. After that, you're lucky if you can find a receiver that's even an eight or above. So for us, we might as well get comfortable with the idea that the Saints may go offensive line yet again in the first round and worry about wide receiver, whether it be signing a low-key free agent or using a second-round pick on a wide receiver. And again... I mean, your second round pick is, um, what, 49. So, you know, not saying that you can't find somebody down there because, again, I I still think you're going to have some really good players and receivers on there as well. And, Brian, as you know, in the draft, all it takes is one team to go bananas here. They kind of just change how players sort of go. I I still have a hard time believing that Carolina's not going to draft one of these quarterbacks that Kuyper, McShay, and all these guys are saying they shouldn't be picked inside the top 12 or 15, but you have so many teams. Washington's another one. What well, You know, like you have all these teams that could use a quarterback at some point in the future that you wonder if they're just going to pass them. Atlanta being another one. Do they hold Pat and not draft a quarterback? Well, for me, I think the New Orleans Saints are also a team that may need a quarterback at 18 for, for whatever reason. I'm not sold yet, and I don't think the Saints are either, that Jameis is their guy. Do I love Jameis? Absolutely. But you've given him three contracts. None of them spell long-term security. Sure. So at 18, it's not out of realm of possibility or even trading up because we saw the Saints almost give up three draft picks for, the you know, Massage Watson. No way possible you're going to give up that many draft picks for a guy that could be facing a year-long suspension, if, you know, maybe 10 games if anything. And you're going to give up that many picks and not still have quarterback on your list. And you only gave Jameis a two-year deal, mm-hmm. which, you know, can be incentivized up to $44 million, But it's not like you're spending a ton of money on your quarterback. I'm not sure they're sold just yet, so I'm not ruling out QB either. By the way, Pedro's listening, and he enjoyed the game yesterday, including sending us some photos of the moment LeBron went down with the ankle injury. Um, but more importantly, he sent us a very good up-and-close shot of Anthony Davis. Who? Now, it's me. AD. Who? Yeah, the um, the That's All Folks guy. Oh, Street Clothes. Street Clothes. Oh, yes. I know that guy. I'm sorry, should I said it like that? Yeah, Street Clothes. I know exactly who okay. that is. Well, at least you, you don't understand, I guess, if I used it from that perspective, huh? I call him Anthony Street Clothes Davis because he's always in street clothes. Now I know exactly who you're talking about. Well, there he is in uh, what's been called the Christmas sweater. What? I, I, I will never understand. You know, like we tried to warn Laker fans. Yeah. But, you know, they were they, they were all in, we got AD. We're yeah. going to get a chip. You do have AD. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and he's going to be on the bench a whole lot. You'll get to see him right up and close in person. Well, I mean, you're, you're a fashion guy. I mean, you, you, you love your fashion. You, you like looking at, yeah, like you know, you how, how, you know, how you're supposed to look there on the bench there. And, um, what we got there? We have him basically looking like a disco ball. I mean, I don't understand what, <laughs> what the ensemble was. Right. Like, you know, he's kind of, you know, just right. all over the place with it. He has uh-huh. the, you know, the old school afro, but he has, you know, the, the newer school, you know, I'm, I'm kind of smart, but I'm not really smart. Dwayne, you know, Dwayne Wayne glasses. I'm not right. understanding what look he was going for with this, but hey, you know what? He's a millionaire. He can wear whatever the hell he wants. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Um, you know, and after all, uh, he can relax this season. It's not his fault because no, of course it's not. Russell Westbrook's fault. Yeah, he got. <laughs> oh, you talking about lucky? That nobody on the planet is lucky than Anthony Davis. That Russell Westbrook was a member of the Lakers. Because if not, he would get all of the smoke. All right, you know what? Let's be honest. I mean, how nice was it to get that win yesterday? Look, I I, w- I was disappointed. I was so disappointed Saturday. Cause yeah. Of the two games, and I get it. It's the sexier team. It it is the guy that. You know, people will argue with you that he's the goat, you know, over Michael and stuff. So I understand that. I understand the amount of yellow and gold or whatever that was in the stands. Yeah, I get that. Saturday to me seemed like the more important one, man. They, like, here, cause here's, here's what I was thinking this morning. I was driving, Brian. Got a minute left in this segment and I'll open it up to, again. No guests this hour. I just want to hear from you guys. 
Who scares you the most in a play-in? Oh, San Antonio. I was going to say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, San Antonio. I, I just, I, I, it's, it's almost like a matchup issue. It, it's that, Pop. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, Pop is the GOAT for a reason. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys, I believe he has the most NBA wins of all time, if I'm not mistaken. He just recently, you know, hit that mark or he's really close to it. It's Pop. Because we saw what the Spurs did. It, it took that much before yep. they were back. They were down by 10 and then back in the game before we knew it. Yep. Mr. Black, I'll come to you right out of break. It's the Sports Hangover 800-998-1003. Chime in. It's Brian and Gus in hour number one. Will Guillory will join us at the top of hour number two. Raphael and Marlon. That's it the rest of the day. Want to discuss so much uh, that happened over the weekend, including college baseball. Nichols. You think Mike Silva is going to be happy to chat with us on Thursday? He swept. SLU up in Hammond. We'll talk about that in more. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Crystal ball on the table. Showing the future, the past. Same cat with them evil eyes. And I knew it was a spell she cast. She's just a devil woman with evil on her mind. Beware the devil When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. If your vehicle squeals or grinds when you slow down or just isn't stopping like it used to, you may need new brake rotors and pads. Now through May 24th at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get 15% off a set of Brake Best Select or Import Direct brake pads and two rotors. Restore safe braking and save money now at O'Reilly Auto Parts or order online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance. It's a storm of entertainment that brings down the house. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 105 to go. Ingram in the center circle. Pell's up three. Valanchunas above the elbow handles to McCollum. Blitz. Down low. Valanchunas, right hand baby hook is good. Make them pay for playing small. They went small. They got Dwight Howard off the floor. You get Valanchunas on the roll in front of the rim. There is no one there to deter him. I'm not going to lie to you, man. So many big shots there towards the end of the game, too, right? You're just waiting for that run, and I'm looking at the clock and the graph who had the call. This is what I do. I watch Joel and Antonio, and then I have the app so I can listen to Todd, you know, do the call, and I just... Man, it's, um, you know, I was with you, Todd. I was looking at the clock. I'm looking at possessions. I'm like, all right, now it's just free throws. It's just, you're seeing how to learn the window in that environment. That was great. That was fantastic. Mr. Black, what you got for us today, sir? Hello? Yeah, what's up, bud? How you doing today? First thing first, um, how you doing, Brian? What's good, family? No, all right, it's all good. I, I want to apologize to Gus and his fan because I just want to say three and no. We had a chance bad to do a three and and like I said, Friday we wasn't scared of the Lakers. That wasn't our big problem. San Antonio and what y'all just asked who I'm staying in the playoffs mm-hmm. of is San Antonio. I think we could have went three and no. We could have went three and no at home stand, but 
we didn't, man. You know, it, but that win last night was beautiful. Down 23, like y'all see, another Atlanta failure, but it was the Lakers. I, I liked that. I was in there. I saw it all. Sad I was in there, too. I did a little crying, but it, it's just a game, huh? Fam, when, when when the Pels went down by 22 and you're going into the half, 23, I'm sorry, and they went going into the half, what did you think at that point? Did you think there was any way possible they'd be able to make that comeback? Yeah, yeah, you know why? Because we saw how we played in the first half, how we came out, we came out a little flat. Brandon E, we came out flat, just throwing up a couple of shots, the first two shots. But once the game settled down, and then once LeBron stopped throwing up the haymakers, you know, them premium shots, you know what I'm saying? Because the second half, he ain't had them shots, you know. So, you know, we had, we had a chance because our defense, one thing I, I, I'm noticed by us now, we got a defense. We play defense. That's exactly the way I felt. I felt like as good as the Lakers were shooting in that first half, they wasn't going to be able to carry that through the second half and the Pels was going to tighten it up. And I kind of felt like the Lakers was going to choke because we've seen it happen before. Yeah, and you think about Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, he even hit a three in the first half. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I was scared of them shooting. Y'all can shoot all day, but when they start coming down now, that Monk and your boy now, don't get me wrong, Ram, he got to play a little better defense for me. You know what I'm saying? I know we want him for shooting and all that, but Brown got to play a little bit better defense. So they was like, they were taking advantage of him. Even Westbrook went to the hole a couple of times on him, you know? So that's, yeah. that's all I have to say, you know, but y'all have a good day. But thank you again, Gus, for the tickets. Not a problem, man. I appreciate it, bud. Glad you got to enjoy the game, no doubt about it. Look, you talked about defense there as well. You know, but coming out with that focus, too, because, again, in that first half, LeBron was cooking, and then obviously the ankle injury, and it might have had some effect to it, no doubt about it, maybe getting um, the lift and things of that nature. But the other guys didn't make the shots, and that's that's why I – again, that's a different team when – street clothes, right? Correct. If I say AD, you won't know who I'm talking about. Right, street street clothes. Okay, yeah, him. If he plays, that's a different team. Absolutely. I mean, and, and, and in a winner-go-home situation, AD and LeBron are going to have a very good chance to beat many teams. I'm just, Absolutely. That's just reality. Um, but you look at the rest of the team, and you look at how they play with one another, they're either going to be hot or they're not, the rest of those guys. The thing is, when I'm watching Saturday, you just get this sense and feeling when it's the Pels and Spurs game, you just... You know, again, when the officials don't call traveling and things of that nature. Or, you know, know when they don't call a technical foul for delay a game, uh, when you throw the ball to the ref, you know. That, that's another yeah, yeah. one, yeah. The, not only the, what did you do? Oh, well, he stared at him, technical dunk from yesterday. Yeah. To the other one, where he literally just, he he scores. Yeah, the ball comes in front of him. Gets the ball, throws right it to the ref. And he just gives it to the official. That's a delay of game call. I mean, I, I don't even understand. It broke every, like, the Pels were down by was, yeah, was three run. at that point. Yes, yeah, that they were down by three coming back yes. on the run. They were, you know, on fire defensively locking them up and, of course, you know, hitting big shots. And you make that call to give the Spurs an advantage and basically slow down the Pels run. That is the game that bothered me the most. Mm-hmm. Yep, no doubt about it. Again, uh, it's pretty incredible when, when you look at it from, from that perspective. So, Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. As uh, I want to get your your thoughts there as well, because again, you, you you've seen these two teams, you've seen these two teams back to back here, yeah. And and that's that's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, that concern and things of that nature. It's San Antonio. You know, I want no it, part it of the Spurs and, and it, whether it be playing or playoffs. And I mean, I know basically, you know, the, the national media making fun of it, saying, you know, no matter who wins between the Lakers and the Pels, it's going to be a sacrificial lamb for the Phoenix Suns. I don't know about that. I don't know if the I don't. I'm not saying the Pels can outright win the series, but it would not surprise me to see the Pels match up a little bit better with the Suns than maybe the Lakers would. I'm if the Pels get in, I think they can take two games from the Suns. Can they take the series? I don't know, but two games, I believe. Um, You know, and again, and that's the thing: you got to win two games to get into that first round series. Mm -hmm. I, I, regardless, I do think the ability to play. In a postseason game, in an environment like that, like they you saw it. yesterday, it'd be great uh, to oh, sort of see it from... The last few games have been very playoff-like for the Pels. For, uh, the whole talk about the Pels needing to move because they don't have... Fe- we can kill it now. You sure? Uh, we can kill it now. I don't know about that. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. You Remember, know, you know, well, carry on. Well, just look, it's yeah. just another day, so go ahead and just you know say it. I mean, he doesn't want to be here. Of course, yeah, you know, you know, the big fella doesn't want to be here. You know, you know, for a guy that doesn't want to be here, he's sure enough, you know, on the sidelines cheering on. So if he doesn't want to be here, you got me fooled right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I think one of the things that uh, really stands out as well is what head coach Willie Green 
had to say about making those adjustments. What, what have your thoughts been about Willie this season? I thought he's been I, pretty I, good. I, I saw many people, and it kind of made me snap a little bit, saying Willie got out coached versus the Spurs. I do not agree with that. Well, regardless, it's, yeah. it is Popovich. Uh, of course, and even okay. if he did, it's Pop. You know, the greatest coach probably ever, you know, to sure. such an NBA court. So, I mean, if, if that happened, but he didn't get out coached. Now, could he have called, you know, a timeout here or there to kind of slow the spur? Of course. But you can say that about any coach. Like, Phil Jackson didn't just go out there and make every single call the right call. Willie is not getting out coached, and I think the Pelicans have their guy now. So you have that, you know, you have that. You have your lead guard. Do you need, still need more shooting and possibly another point guard? Yeah. You need outside shooting, you need another point guard. But you have your lead guard. You got a leader, CJ. Now you have B.I. working the mid-range game, and, I mean, he looks Rip Hamilton like he's just – He's an assassin from that mid-range. You don't yeah. think he would have been a difference on Saturday? Oh, I mean, I, you know, that's the thing, man. It's so frustrating when you look at this uh, as we bring in Cajun yeah. Goat. You know, I, I just want to see what this team would be like. Healthy? Oh, my with God. With Zion Look, and Brandon and everybody. Get your wins now because yeah. if the big fella comes back next year and he's healthy and you've got a B.I. who, you know, has a, a, another year of season and experience mm-hmm. with C.J. now who can be your leader and calming voice. Dude, look, look, get your wins now. Cajun Goat, what you got for us, bud? Uh, Gus, first and foremost, uh, I want to congratulate Jose Alvarado for getting yes. the contract, man. Yes. That little man deserved it, deserved it. And I also want to congratulate uh, ESPN Radio, The Hangover, for getting a two-point bump with Big Brian being on today. That's what I'm wow. talking about, brother. Wow. Talk about it. You know, he he, he, want, he don't want to give me credit for the ratings, but don't worry, it's in my contract. That's not that's not accurate. Yeah, I got you, brother. Give I got me credit. You. But uh, I, I'm, I understand the spur thing. But I mean, uh, it was really just a bad fourth quarter. Um, I think, I, I think we have more talent than the Spurs. I think we could beat the Spurs in, in a playing game. Um, you didn't have BI, so that kind of took away from the points. When, you know, we got to keep it. And if Trey Murphy keeps progressing the way he's progressing, oh. uh, I don't, I don't fear none of these guys. Let me ask you something. Because you have a guy quick. that can act, give you extra points. You know I'm what I'm saying? Let me real quick. He, you know, his ascension in the last two weeks reminds me of like all of a sudden Jackson Hayes going yeah. into the trade deadline where literally, Brian, I had people calling, don't trade, trade Zion, not Jackson yeah. Hayes. But like, it just kind of like what you're saying, Cajun Go to just the, the, the switch or whatever. I, I don't know what it is. Um, listening to his post game yesterday, you know, it, again, he brings up Willie Green, Brian, the confidence that coach has given him. But he's gotten the opportunity. I don't know what he did at practice to finally get coach to say, all right, I trust you here. He went back uh, to the G League a few games, get some work in. But, dude, he has been vital the last week and a half in the minutes that he's played. I mean, they don't win that game without a 16 in the third, period, period. Right, Cajun Go? I agree. They, they don't. And, and you know what it reminds me of? And every time I think of the Lakers and the Pelicans, I go back to when I was at the game when Kobe was playing and we were beating, we were beating the Lakers breaks off. And all of a sudden Kobe comes down the lane. I mean, just monster dunks. Bam. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden the Lakers come back and beat us. And that's exactly what Trey Murphy reminded me of yesterday with that dunk. Yeah. Man, when he dunked that ball, it felt like the whole atmosphere in the place just changed. Everything just changed. And, uh, he's been giving us a lot of those types of plays, Gus. Since yeah. he's been playing a lot more, the Bulls game even Brandon on Ingram said it after the game. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Ingram said it after the game. He says it's amazing when you get playing time how much better you can play. And when they asked him about Trey Murphy, you know, uh, but he said he needs to keep on doing it, and that's going to be what it is: consistency. It's a young team. We just got to have the confidence and consistency. And uh, I think that'll come, man. But I mean, you could just see the confidence in that young man, and and he's getting better and better. Now, this is my question, Gus. I'd like you to pose for the people. Since Griffin's been here, yep. what draft class has been the best? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with the uh, Nikhil Jackson and I mean, Zion. Uh, Zion, of course, uh, because Zion's gonna be the best player, you know, in that draft. But the reason why I'll say the Nikhil Jackson one as well because he was able to flip Nikhil and bring in CJ. So I think you that's know very true. that that's probably gives him the edge on that one. Even with you know the big guy being on the sidelines for the you know you know for the last year or so, I think that's what's going to be the you know the difference that he was able to flip Nikhil and still keep that first round pick because for some reason I forgot the way Griff you know the way he set it up. But it's like if it's one through four he keeps it. If it's four through ten, it goes somewhere else. And if it's like ten through something else, it goes somewhere. Like he really, I don't know. He traded that same guy. pick like yeah, three times. I need a pick guide. I need, I need somebody yeah. to give me a guide to know what's going on. 
Yeah, but man, I'm I'm just so proud of this team, man, and I, and uh, it's it's so much refreshing to be at the end of the season, not talking about uh, what we do next year. We're right. talking about what we can do this year, and I'm with I'm with Brian. I don't see the sun sweeping us. I just don't see it, and I don't have my eye that I'm going to be a ninth. I'm going to be the ninth seed. The Clippers are not playing well right now. We own the Clippers. We could get that eight spot. So, I hope so. I, I don't you know, know if we can hey, chase them down in the standings, but I hope so. The, the Clippers haven't been playing well, Brian. They've been losing a lot, and we're not that far behind them, and we have enough games to catch them. Yeah, so I I'm like what you. CJ says. Let's get greedy. <laughs> I love it. Let's get greedy. Look, here's the thing, man. I, I think what, what you see at the very bare minimum, guys, is, uh again, a team coming together, starting to see some pieces you can build around, but then you also do see why – um, there is that, man, imagine what would happen if Zion could play. I mean, the, the guy is 27. <laughs> I mean, it's he's a walking 20-point machine, and if he gets better, gets in better shape, works on his game, I mean, he should be a double-double machine. He should get 10 rebounds, but that's what I'm getting at. You add that to this, creates even more space, creates even more mismatches. I just... But you see, I mean, you see why people get excited about it. I, I'll ask this question, and I'll do it to you, Gus, and, and to uh, Jeff. Sorry, Cajun Goat. Um, I'm going to ask this question this way. What if he comes back for the playoffs? Because that dunk tells me that was a message to more than just, you know, the the, the social media world on his weight or whatever. That's right. a message to Griff as well saying, look, I'm at this level right now. Give me another couple of weeks to kind of get a little bit more healthy, and maybe I can give you help in the postseason. What happens if the big fella comes back for the postseason? I think it'd be uh, one heck of a lift. That is for sure. Uh, Thank you, KJ. Go. I'll say exactly what D Wade. I'll say exactly what D Wade and Shaq said. It's Mm. over. If he comes back with Brandon Ingram together, (laughs) it's over. The Pelicans is going way deep into these playoffs. I look. I honestly just because I'm a. Thank you, man. Appreciate the phone calls. We go to break. I'm a basketball junkie here, so I, I just anytime I can get to have to watch. I'm going to watch all those series, but. Look, man, the Suns are something else, and, and you watch what they've been doing, especially with Chris Paul out, and then what Devin Booker's been able to do. Um, that guy literally has teammates going, that guy should be the MVP. So yeah. I'll ask you this. Take a quick break here. In three minutes, we come back. Give me your top three MVP candidates right now, all right? Let's do that. It's the Sports Hangover. Gus Cattengill, Brian Enemy. You're listening to the Home for Pelicans Basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Just another manic Monday. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. It's crawfish season and Louisiana crawfish are ready for boiling. Rouse's Markets has special seafood boiling rooms in stores. Yep, these guys are professional boilers. Rouse's Market starts with the prettiest Louisiana crawfish, of course. But the key is the Rouse's Down the Bayou Seafood Mix. It's seasoned with just the right amount of lemon and onion and garlic and heat. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. That's 11 to 7 at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. 
can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Final four this weekend in New Orleans. As I thought the games on Saturday were fantastic, right? Absolutely. Close games on Saturday. Um, yesterday, you know. I don't know. I, I didn't feel like yesterday had the drama of what you saw. Obviously, I think you just had, you know, Houston, Villanova were close games. Villanova winning 50 to 44. Duke and Arkansas went back and forth for a little bit and Duke being able to get that win yesterday. Kansas, Miami for a bit there started they out were really right good. there with them mm-hmm. early. 76 50 to final there and in North Carolina and St. Peter's 69 49. A lot of people feel um, Seton Hall will be getting the head coach of St. Peter's there. And there's a lot of people that will talk about that this morning over on ESPN New Orleans. So that sets up the Final Four on Saturday. Villanova will take on Kansas. That is the early game, 5.09 p.m. on TBS. Then 7.49 p.m. on TBS, North Carolina and Duke, which is remarkable that it's the first time these two teams would have met in the NCAA tournament. Like I, I that that was hard for me to to believe. Yeah, you know when I heard that this morning. Yeah, it's weird, man. I mean, I, I kind of find it weird that Coach K is on the way out. This is basically his swan song, mm-hmm. and of course, Hubert Davis is on his way, kind of moving up in the ascension of when you know the coach in the ACC. Yeah, I love this matchup, and I, I mean, you know, for me, I don't know which one I want to see war. I don't want to know if I want to see Coach K kind of go out on top. Or if I want to see Hubert Davis kind of knock him off and be like, it's my division now. This is me now. I'm here. It's interesting. Mike Greenberg this morning was bringing up the point that he thinks that the thing that he doesn't want to um, see is this game happen because he thinks it'll be the end-all, be-all for bragging rights or whatever. I would agree with him where he says that this kind of makes the rivalry in the series and regular season not as important if this was the title game. Mm-hmm. If this was the national championship because he was saying, hey – you know, you could always have the bragging rights and say, yeah, well, we beat you in the tournament. Yeah, I don't know. If you can say to the other fan base, we beat you in the national championship game, then I would say, yeah. But I, I, I think it's big, but I don't oh, think it's as big the as end all been. be all. Yeah. yeah. Which, what was nuts is we saw during the break here, um, ESPN Sports Center was airing it. I cannot believe, A, this, this makes me feel old. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, for definitely. starters, this makes me definitely. feel old. This took place 30 years ago today. And call a quick timeout so they can get in better shooting range. There's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. We talked about a quick pass to half court. But with people playing behind Christian Leitner... Dude, that was 30 years ago today, the Christian Leitner shot. Wow. Can you believe that? That has been that long? No, man. I remember that shot, like, vividly. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that, you know, we kind of fast forward. In fact, that's the shot that actually got Christian Leitner a spot over Shaq on the Dream Team. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. wow. Remember that? Well, look, to be honest, though, remember, the, I think it was what, one or two times or one time that they met, and then I think it was a Cameron yeah. at Duke. Leitner was the better player in college. He just oh no question. I mean, he, he was like he was amazing. Yeah. Oh wow! Tell me this didn't just happen. What was happening? What we got? <sighs> we were talking about it. The New Orleans Saints have re-signed wide receiver Traquan Smith. Two years, six million dollar deal with two million guaranteed. I mean, you I... know what? The Saints can't hurt me anymore. Mm-hmm. You, I've been heartbroken enough. I'm an '80s baby. I've been through enough. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I am battle tested. Yeah. The Saints can't hurt me anymore. Fine. Look, um, I'll try to move on. Um, so is it three years? Three, three mil a year? Uh, t- t- something. I don't know. It's a uh, two year deal, I think. Two year deal. Two year deal. Uh, have to go back to it. Two years, yeah. I believe six mil. Uh-huh. Two years, six mil with two mil guaranteed. So he's got two years, three million a piece. Oh, well, something like two million. Right. Oh, goodness, man. Why, why, why? By the way, Jameis Winston is speaking now. I love this team. I love this city. This was my desired location. We can go back and forth as to what the market would be. I think right now where it's at just made sense for a lot of people. Brian, one of my overall things was this that I was saying to Saints fans on Friday. 
kind of know where you are. Yeah. Kind of know where you are in your life, in your, in your business, in your career. Just kind of know. I'm not saying accept, right? You always try to strive, but just kind of take a realistic look on certain things. And then maybe that way you can kind of move forward. And what I mean by that is this. You're, you're not a Super Bowl contending team, I think, just yet. You're moving past Drew Brees. Yeah. Now moving past first year uh, of Sean Payton. We don't know how Dennis Allen is over a season. We don't know if Pete Carmichael is anything like Sean or, you know, things of that nature. You can, you can assume, you can think, you can make, um, you know, predictions or things of that nature, but you don't know. So again, that's why it's an understandable thing that you see receivers choose to go play with Pat Mahomes Correct. or, you know, offensive linemen go and take the money because again, we sat there at the beginning of this offseason and we all said the Saints shouldn't pay Teron Armstead close to $20 million because you don't know if he's injured or not Correct. at this point in your career. If Breeze is here, you probably try to resign him. If Sean is here, you probably try to redo it. I just, I just kind of know where you are right here. It's an arms race in the AFC. Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean it's, it's over there. It's what the Chargers have done this past year, getting Khalil Mack and other players. I mean, they're just spending that money because they have a rookie quarterback yeah. contract that mm-hmm. they can work with, right? Um, they haven't had to pay him 300, 400 million yet, just yet. It's why Tyreek Hill couldn't stay in Kansas City, the Mahomes deal. So just kind of clean up a bit, reset your house in order, and then be a perennial playoff team. Because yeah, I, I still think the Saints are a playoff team. I, I think they're close. I'm not gonna say they're a playoff team yet because of all the things you labeled. Like, isn't that, you know, that's a Cupid shuffle right now going on with the offensive line. We don't know what's gonna happen. We don't know if James Hurst is gonna be plugged in at left tackle or if Ryan Ramchick is gonna move over. So we really don't know what's gonna happen on the O-line just yet. We don't know what kind of offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael is gonna be outside of the shadow of Sean Payton. And we don't really know what Dennis Allen is as a head coach other than his Raiders stint. And this is looking a lot like his Raiders stint so far. So for me, I don't think Dennis Allen can start off with a mediocre season. I think he has to come out on fire. Right. And most importantly, I think continuity is, has been the message this entire offseason. We're going to bring back everybody, give it a go, see what yeah, we right. have, and see, then go from see there. See what you did? You were supposed to back me up. Here, here's Roy, super fan of the Miami Dolphins, who, by the way, they're the world champion, Miami Dolphins. Oh, the off-season, off-season champs. Yeah, yes. Champ. Um, quote, y'all are no way close to a playoff team. A high draft pick team is what you are. So we're we're a top five, top ten team. Uh, I just I don't <laughs> – Just correct me if I'm wrong. Where yeah. was Miami last year? They were a non-playoff team. Oh, okay. Well, hey, but things are yeah. different now, though. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, boy, the boy wonders there now. Yeah, so, yes. Know, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Boy yeah. wonder is there. You have, um, the fastest receiving core in all humanity. Yeah, and if, you know, two is the greatest quarterback Teron Armstead's ever seen. Just yeah. ask him. <laughs> I just, again, I, I, and I, I understand we don't know who the left tackle is. <laughs> I understand you. I'm not even going to say that they signed a uh, uh, they signed a receiver. It's Traquan. I mean, who? Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is, is he going to play? Or, or just, I don't know. know. He's going to miss I, about even you know, if he 12 does, games. I mean, what is he? Two catches? I just yeah. And it's something personal. Like, it's just no, it's an observation. It, it is what it is. I mean, when it comes <laughs> like he, to him. he barely plays, and when he does, he's I, not that impactful. Maybe I'm just putting more stock than than others in the. In the draft know, process. In the draft. I just, I think there's players there to be had. Now, go get it right, you know, but I just, I think that's what it is, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not Here sold on their ability is. to do the draft. Uh, tell Brian that Tua beat the Saints. We, be, I mean. Tua played against Ian Book. Let me I could have beat Ian Book. <laughs> when you're claiming that game as, as, as the, the chest beater there, I mean. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Look. I had just as good a you know chance of winning that game if Tua would have been a, I'm sorry you know if Tua, if Tua would have been a starter across from me. Should we do that before you leave today? Should we pull up the starting lineup of the New Orleans Saints against the Dolphins yeah. in oh, that game? Yeah. By the way, the offensive know, line. The, the, the Saints had what you know like so. basically Ian Book didn't know he was starting to the day of the game. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? That, that was a bad. Oh my god! I mean, bad. If the right. NFL was you know if there was ever a conspiracy yeah. to be had, you want to solidify it? Roy, a win is a win. You know what, Roy? I can't argue that one. <laughs> you take that it is true. Including last night, Pelicans beating the Lakers 116-108. Will Guillory will join us at the top of the hour. I want to play one bite going into it. And this is Willie Green on being able to, you know, just win that game more importantly than anything else. I, I thought it was just incredible to do that. And here's what he had to say. 
I do. And I've been feeling like that for, you know, maybe two or three weeks already. Um, playing really good teams and and the last two games especially were playoff-like games for us. And it's, it's good for our group to have that experience. Look, we can see, we could possibly see one of those teams again. And uh, this was a great momentum builder for, for our group. And we haven't forgotten about Jordan Bryant. We will chat with him at some point today, but he's busy right now paying attention to the Jameis Winston uh, Zoom media call, and he will have that audio for us here before the end of the show. So thank you, Jordan. But he just said on the Deshaun Watson situation where the Saints were pursuing him, bottom line, this is a business. I'm glad it turned out the way it turned out. That's a guy that I think has his head on. The right spot. It was the only way to look Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think you can really fault the guy. I mean, if you have a chance to get a Deshaun Callip, you know, Deshaun Watson caliber player, sure. a Russell Wilson caliber player, you make that attempt to go and get him. And of course, you know, Jameis was always in the back pocket. He had a choice as well. He could have left him to another team. No doubt. Our one in the books, our two next on ESPN New Orleans. Team, we've got status. Evelyn's marketing consultancy client roster is skyrocketing. Okay, so this week is a biggie. We've got the pitch and three client meetings. She needs another analyst before her team's free time plummets. So who's running the competitive analysis on fruit snacks? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, we could try to fill the remaining time with awkward pauses. It's often done for comedic effect. Is it working? I can't tell if this is funny. Maybe this is so bad it's funny.